0: Hello, everybody. We are starting another podcast uh, video session to discuss the Olympic semifinals. Uh, Well, the emotions are still fresh, I believe, after what happened in the france Slovenia game. It was an amazing semifinal, uh, which was concluded by a legendary block from Nicolas Batum. So, uh, Jorgos, could you please start about this game? What are your impressions?
1: Yes. Hello, everyone. Um, First of all, um, um, what I have to say is that uh, Just it was not the final game. I think that the the final will be worse in any case. We saw maybe the best game in the competition so far. There's two more games left, of course. Um, France had the last word today, and uh, there's been a lot of discussion concerning the last play. We'll get to that uh, later on. Uh, I think that um, Slovenia, uh, for the most part, uh, kind of lost their mind. They had very defensive reactions in the second half, uh, especially, and uh, weren't able to re- reset their pace uh, offensively when things uh, went, uh, went bad for them. Um, Fournier and Decolo had a great game. Decolo, especially in the third period, scored uh, 12 points, just three assists as well. Uh, Luka Doncic may have. Uh, 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 made a triple double, uh, historical triple double as well. After Alexander Belov and uh, LeBron James, uh, but uh, in the end uh, there were some um, some protests. I think from his uh, part that kind of spoiled the uh, the whole image. Um, about the last play, I think that initially Fournier had taken on Luca Doncic when uh, Toby set a the screen. Uh, then the French uh, switched to Gobert. Luca was probably too tired. To go up against him, uh, plus uh, Batum, uh, who made the, the left lock uh, was helping Gobert when Luca had the ball. Uh, so Luca had to pass uh, to privilege who was then uh, responsible for making a decision: either to shoot from a distance, which he didn't make, or to, he didn't do, or to go all the way to the basket, which he did. Uh, we, we all know what happened, of course. Uh, he had he shot the ball, in my opinion if things would have been different for uh, Slovenia. The question remains and will stay for quite some time. Uh, should Luka have taken that last shot or uh, even if he was on a bad shooting night, because he was, he was uh, going think 5 of 18 from the field uh, today. Uh, in my opinion, no. Um, Luka uh, is um, second to none at manipulating defenders and finding the tiniest uh, pockets of space inside the arc. Um, He caused a lot of damage to France today, uh, to tell the truth. Uh, During the past NBA season, he averaged about 28 points a game. Um, He had uh, uh, even more amazing games against Rudy Gobert, but uh, today was another story towards the end of the game. Uh, I think he was very tired uh, going into the final stretch. And um, uh, after a very long NBA season, he had uh, to play like five or six games in 10 days in Tokyo. Uh, That's probably too much for him. He made uh, 18 assists, which is the second uh, best um, uh, performance at the Olympic Games. Um, But uh, uh, um, I would say that overall, uh, his impact uh, going into the final stretch of the game was not uh, that important compared uh, to what other players uh, had to do. For example, Preplits took quite a lot of uh, attempts He missed, uh, I think it was the ninth uh, free throw for Slovenia in the game. Uh, That was another problem um, for uh, for Slovenia. Uh, He kind of redeemed himself later on, hitting a big three to make it 90-89 with uh, uh, 33 seconds remaining. But uh, as faith would have it, he was the guy who took the last shot, uh, the layup blocked by Nick Batum. Batum, I would say that he's the tournament's best all-around defender. He's not just a non-ball defender like Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday would be a runner-up, in my opinion. Um, he's not a 1st on rim protector like uh, Rudy Gobert. He covers every inch, he covers every space uh, on the floor, helping when needed, playing one-on-one defense as well. Uh, he's an overall great defender. Um, today, he scored only once, only one basket, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but uh, he forced Luka Doncic uh, to his first-ever loss in international competition, and that it was, that's what matters for, Fra- for, under, for France uh, right now. And they have um, an opportunity—not a golden opportunity—but they have a okay a strong chance to uh, to claim that uh, cover that the gold medal against the, the USA team.
0: Yeah, France uh, national team is back to the Olympics final after 21 years when they played in Sydney. But at that time, they were not that great. They were not the favorites. And this team is very well built. They have depth. They have. Uh, amazing scorers, creators. They have the best rim protector in the world, Rudy Gobert, and as you mentioned, one of the greatest wing defenders, uh, Nico, Nicolas Batum, and Batum's impact was really felt throughout the whole game. It's not a coincidence that he played the most minutes uh, among the French players. He is, of course, uh, captain of the team, and to me, he stands there alongside Boris Diao, Tony Parker, as one of those French basketball legends. Probably it's not the last Olympics for him. As we know, in three years, the Olympics are in Paris, so I believe he would play there as well. And um, still talking about the game, I agree with your opinion about Luka Doncic not taking that final shot. Another thing that I would add to it is that uh, Luka started well. He hit his first two three-pointers, but after that, his uh, step-back long-distance shooting was not working. He was missing shots, and maybe because he was tired, maybe because of the extremely physical defense of the French team, he chose to pass the ball to Clement Prepelić, which I think was the was a was a good decision at that time. Prepelić went for a layup and what happened happened. And you know, when you think of the greatest block shots in history, you think of LeBron James chased down uh, to Andre Guadala, or you think of station Prince blocking Reggie Miller, but in the context of Olympic Games, this block by Nicolas Batum will probably be on top for a long, long time. Uh, some more details before switching to Orazio, which I would like to say is that uh, a guy like louis Barol really stepped big for France, made some defensive plays, hit some spot-up shots, uh, a clutch free pointer in the fourth quarter. Again, they were up by five and then they had some trouble because... Evan Fournier took that really silly offensive foul. He fouled out of the game. It was his fifth, and and Slovenians had a chance to win it with the last shot. But uh, I did like uh, how Fournier played throughout the game and also Nando De Kolo. In the third quarter, it was Nando De master masterclass. He was controlling everything. He was punishing uh, Mike Toby, dropping to the paint and leaving those open mid-range or, or three-point shots. So once again, De Colo showed his class. Orazio, what can you say about this game? Do you think that the better team won, even though by a slim margin?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was a very close game, of course, so it was difficult. But I believe that when you look at the rosters overall, France is the better team. Uh, Maybe Slovenia has more talent in, in some individuals, but as a team overall, I believe that France was the better team. And, uh, once again, Batum was uh, a key presence for them. Uh, uh, even against Italy, defensively, was an absolute monster, and he played again a fantastic game today. And uh, when you when you look also at the entire tournament, France so far has been really, really good. Uh, they were the only one to beat the United States in the group, so. It's, um, I think in the end it's right that they, they will be in the final to, to play against the United States once again.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, as always, there are a lot of emotions, people talking about the referees. Uh, in my opinion, the refereeing in this whole Olympic tournament is not very good, but let's leave it for later. Let's not go into much detail. Let's move to the first semifinal. Actually, it was played early in the morning. Australia against United States. Australians after the lap to Jock Clandale were leading 41-26. It seemed like they were on the rise, but then Coach Popovich took a timeout and everything changed. Orazio, what exactly do you think changed and where was this momentum shift in the game?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, as you were saying, uh, Australia did a really good job in the first half. Uh, at some point, they were up by 15 and uh, they were taking away the three-point shots from the United States. Uh, The USA missed the first 10 three-pointers that they took. So it was difficult for them to to score. And Australia did a fantastic job on the perimeter. But then, you know, I think the momentum shift at the end of the second quarter in the last uh, minutes and a half, um, United States forced three consecutive turnovers. Uh, against Australia, and they were able to score in all those three occasions, and they were able to cut down the lead just to three points at the end of the half. So I think that in the, in that way, they were able to go back in the locker room with much more calm, you know, in a situation that was much more in control for them and uh, in the third quarter the situation you know completely changed because united states were also more aggressively defensively they started to switch in much more situations uh once again holiday drew holiday provided some great defense on the perimeter uh creating a lot of issues to australia australia started to uh, to miss also several shots from outside and, you know, with this kind of situation, the United States were able to run in transition, find easy baskets. And um, the third quarter was just uh, a real problem for uh, for Australia because the final score of the period was 32 to 10 for the United States. So Australia was completely annihilated in that third quarter. Uh, Kevin Durant finished with 23 points. Uh, Devin Booker was fantastic, too. Super effective, 20 points with just 10 shots taken in the entire game. Um, and, uh, you know, once again, uh, um, when when United States is, in, is really in the groove offensively, it's really, it's really hard to stop them. Plus, you know, for Australia, there was the, uh, a clear issue inside because without Aaron Baines trying to protect the rim a little bit, Uh, They were completely devastated inside. You know, uh, the United States at the end of the game had 15 more rebounds than Australia, six blocks more. And uh, in the pain, you know, Australia just couldn't find easy shots, easy baskets. And uh, again, after the third quarter, the game was basically over.
0: Yeah, and it has to be said that uh, when uh, Team USA had some problems, they turned to Kevin Durant because uh, the Australian defense was prepared in the first half. They really stopped the ball movement of the Americans, and it was Kevin Durant making plays on his own. Hitting some, well, for other players, it would be difficult shots. For him, it's just a routine. It's like uh, a, a usual day in the office. And he was making those uh, jump shots, mid-range jump shots, mainly because the free pointers were not falling. But he kept them in the game. He got them the lead, basically, on his own. And then others started uh, chipping in. And then the ball movement was there. And everything was clicking in the third quarter, as you, as you mentioned. But talking about Aaron Baines, well, they were trying to play through Jock Landil a little bit, attacking that switch-all defense of, of the United States. But Jock is 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 really not a great post-up player. And for him to finish inside a paint is is difficult, right? So, uh, Jorgos, do you think that with Aaron Baines, Australians could have done more in this game?
1: Yes, to an extent, yes. But uh, not enough in order to win the game or have a chance at winning. Um, I think their overall uh, performance could have been a little bit better in terms of... Um, uh, closing the gap uh, in the defensive uh, rebounding department, for example, in order to not to get blocked that much, in order to uh, have some more chance in the game in, in general. I think that the game was kind of a repetition of the USA-Spain game, that Australia were making every shot in the first 15 minutes, and then they weren't making anything, uh, essentially. Shots uh, were falling, and then <laughs> they just did, didn't. Um, Drew Holiday was, was great um, for another game. He, he wore Mills down, he read the game perfectly as a point guard, uh, threw in some lay, uh, layups as well. He had a commanding performance uh, overall. Uh, on the other end, Joe Ingles uh, had a very tough game, um, scoring just nine points as Australia was outscored by 26 uh, in his n- uh, 29 minutes of court time. That means that his contribution was uh, rather negative negative uh, than positive. Uh, in the beginning, Australia had an exceptional defense with Nikkei making steals, Dante Exum uh, taking uh, charge uh, of the U.S. frustration. Um, but from the moment the Americans were down, um, inside uh, four minutes, uh, left the second quarter until the end of the third, uh, Duran reeled off 18 points and everything uh, changed. There's another uh, observation I would like uh, to make. It concerns... Um, Um, Chris Goulding. Um, Chris Goulding is a player who has been playing in Australia for most part of his career, with the exception of one year in Spain, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, So, uh, in a league uh, such as the NBA, where shooting is worth 10 million dollars or plus, um, it's uh, impressive how this this player has not landed an NBA job so far in his career.
0: Yeah, now he's a veteran player, but I do agree that he's a pure shooting guard and he probably could play in, in the EuroLeague and in the NBA as well, but maybe he he just feels happy in Australia. We know these Australian players, uh, they like playing at home. They like the Australian basketball culture. Uh, let's say Matthew De is only 30 years old, but he's already made a comeback to, to the Australian league. And that's another player which was eliminated from the game, mainly because of the foul trouble. Uh, Paddy Mills, as you said, he was kind of limited. He's their best scorer. So then... You have Dante Exum, and he's not a leader. He's not a guy that can really c- cover the load uh, from all these other players that I mentioned. So really, it was Americans all over the court controlling everything, especially in the, in the second half, as, as we discussed. And about Joe Ingles, I wanted to add that he was so great playing pick-and-rolls with Bogut and Baines in the past. And when you have no Bogut and no Baines... It's kind of hard for Joe Ingles to be his best version, even though he's a super smart player and he does some great things, but he needs a quality big, uh, which he can partner in in the pick and roll. Uh, Yeah, so that's about the semifinals. Uh, Actually, everything went uh, more or less as I predicted before the tournament. I expected the French and American final, and I kind of expected Australia and Slovenia to face each other for the bronze medal. And so first of all, let's talk about the third place game, even though it's an odd situation that the final will be played early in the morning and the bronze medal game will be played later in the afternoon. But it's because the Americans need a better time slot for their television. So it is what it is. Uh, So, yeah, Australia against Slovenia. For Slovenians, it was a heartbreak. They were crushed uh, emotionally today. So they need to recover, first of all, mentally, and then to prepare as much as they can for the physicality of the Australian team. I believe the Australians were not really shook by today's loss. Well, it happened. They lost to a better team. They lost to a better player in Kevin Durant. And after the final whistle, they seemed really, I don't know, together in a circle. Paddy Mill saying some words. So they will be extremely motivated and prepared for the bronze medal game because they can finally take an Olympic medal. They were so close on so many occasions, and now it's their chance. So for them, it's kind of easier probably to recover after the loss. And for Slovenians, it may be more difficult. However, we saw the Slovenian team overcoming lots of difficulties throughout this tournament and also the qualifying tournament in Lithuania as well. So you kind of cannot say that Australia should be the clear favourites. What do you guys think, Orazio, first of all?
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, as you said, I think that uh, Australia uh, took this loss a little bit easier because they knew that it was going to be very, very difficult to beat the United States. And they already been in this position several times, you know, in the last two major tournaments, they always ended up losing in the semifinal. Uh, both in the World Cup and at the last Olympic Games, so they already been there. Uh, they uh, they know how to react from this kind of situation uh, emotionally. I believe that for Slovenia it was a little bit more difficult because they really believed that that they had a chance to reach the final. So losing uh, losing this game and especially losing like that, you know, with the, with having the opportunity to to win it at the last second and just being unable to finish it emotionally is going to be much more difficult for them to, to recover but uh, as you said then it's going to be a different game because it's just a single match so they they, they are going to they are going to be there in a, in a very in a very positive way in the end i believe that australia might be slightly in advantage but i i expect again a very close game yeah, and I do expect Joe
0: Ingles covering Luka Doncic probably. It's the best they can do against him in, in terms of size and defensive abilities. Uh, Jorgos, what do you think could be the key points in this game?
1: In terms of Luka Doncic, I think uh, that things would probably be easier for him in this uh, game. Although um, I saw that uh, after the game, he, he shouted that FIBA is probably happy that FIBA happened after Slovenians lost to France, I mean. Um, it's difficult to accept defeat. Okay, I get it. Uh, but in this case, I think that the French uh, deservedly win, won the game. Um, I think that uh, in, this, in this case, as is the case with uh, any uh, third-place game, um, it's often won by the least disappointed team, as you said, which in this game uh, seems to be uh, Australia. Um, Australia uh, played very well in the first half, as we said, against the States. Uh, they were... Uh, outscored, outplayed completely in the second uh, half. And Slovenia really believed that they could uh, win. They could beat uh, France, um, which was a p- strong uh, possibility. It didn't happen. Now they have to regroup. Uh, it's a matter of uh, a few hours uh, to, to make it happen. I'm not sure that um, Slovenia will have that uh, uh, stock um, let's say, in order to, to regroup and uh, concentrate um, uh, on what is to be done from now on. Uh, it's a difficult game uh, for them. Australia has an extra motivation because they've lost uh, each and every uh, third place game they've played so far in every competition. Um, the medal is a strong okay, um, motivation for uh, uh, Slovenia as well. And uh, I think that uh, we will see a very good, a very um, a quality game uh, for the third place as well
0: yeah i'm expecting a quality game definitely Uh, it will be interesting to see whether the australian physicality and their defensive mentality uh, Mm -hmm. will take over the slovenian passion and their beautiful style of play so I'm, i'm excited i'm waiting for this one probably even more than i'm waiting for the gold medal game actually It's Team USA against France. We know historically how difficult it is to beat the same team in the elite level twice in a competition like this. And we have to admit that Team USA is much better now than they were less than two weeks ago when they played against France in that first group stage match. They are much better right now. Everything is more clear. The players know their roles. They know their positions. Coach Popovich knows his rotation. And it's clicking for them. The shots are starting to fall. Kevin Durant in that first game against France, he just made silly fouls one after another, and he wasn't really in the game. Now he's the true leader in quarterfinals and semifinals. He was really amazing. I think he was averaging like 27 or 26 points per game in these two playoff matches. So uh, to be honest, I'm expecting USA to win in a similar fashion like they did against Spain or Australia, maybe by 15 points or something like that. Even though for, for France, there is no stress going into this game. They are already winners. They are in the final. They have silver medals already, which is an amazing achievement, knowing how difficult for it, it was for them in quarterfinals also against Italy, not only against Slovenia. So... Maybe they can put up a fight because they have size, because they have Rudy Gobert, because uh, there will be mismatches, which they can use, and it will be harder for for Americans to win the rebounds. But I, I don't know. I'm kind of confident that Team USA will win the gold medal. Maybe you guys have some different opinions. Yorgos, what do you think?
1: Uh, I think that uh, France may have held the Team USA down twice, but that doesn't mean much Uh, in this case. The U.S. have figured out what it takes to win, as you said, uh, Ritis, even if they have to storm uh, back uh, late in the game or or in the second half. Um, They sure are the heavy favourite to win another Olympic gold medal. And uh, if the question is if if France can win again... um, In a quarter-final against uh, Spain and against the Australians, Team USA faced a substantial deficit and they came back, as I said before. They closed the gap before halftime and blew the doors uh, off in the second one. Um, It's difficult to go up against uh, Team USA uh, in uh, each and every respect. Uh, France did it uh, quite admirably in the first um, game of the tournament, essentially. Uh, They didn't go big. Uh, today against Slovenia and that's understandable. There's not a lot to gain uh, if you play with Poirier for example as a power forward uh, when the other teams like to run so much. Uh, I believe that Team USA will run the court as uh, much as possible. and uh, That's something also that uh, Fred Weiss shared in his interview with Basket News yesterday. Um, Batum was a power forward for most of the time today for uh, France making three blocks or four, four blocks if I'm not mistaken. Um we had the torch relay guarding Luka Doncic in this case uh the French maybe will use many players um guarding uh, uh Kevin Durant as is um, the main um uh, the main threat for for any defense uh, facing team USA in this uh, tournament um nobody as dominant as Luka Doncic in my opinion Kevin Durant okay is uh maybe the best scorer on the planet uh Luka maybe a uh, better overall player uh, in some respect. But uh, I think that France will um, have a chance. The question is until then, until which point in the game? Um, if uh, things get uh, tight, uh, everything can happen. I think that they, they are maybe one of the few, very few teams in the tournament that stand a chance, really stand a chance against Team USA. And it remains to be proven in the, in the final game.
0: Horacio, do you see some more potential in the final game? Do you think that France can
2: cause an upset and beat the Americans once again? Uh, I think that, you know, France, uh, out of all the teams, has the tools to make it really difficult for, for the United States because they have the presence, of course, inside in the paint with several players that can protect the rim, with Gobert, with Fall. And they also have quality on the wings and in the backcourt. So uh, when, when we look on the paper, France is definitely the team that can make it more difficult to the United States to win the game. But as you said, you know it's, it's very difficult for uh, a team to win these kind of games uh, twice in a single tournament. Uh, of course, they played better than the United States in the first game, but at the same time, in the last few games, United States have improved a lot. They are a better team than they were in the group. Uh, Drew Holiday has been a game changer for them. He wasn't there during the preparation games because he was still uh, busy with the NBA finals. And again, I believe that There's always a point in the game in which the United States can flip a switch and become very, very difficult to to stop, you know, because they just become better with their rotation defensively. Uh, They start making shots, even very contested shots. And at that point, you start to lose confidence. You start to lose confidence and it, it becomes very, very difficult to stop that kind of movement. So, in the end, I believe that the United States will win. But I don't expect a blowout, to be honest. I believe it's going to be kind of a close game.
0: Either way, we are looking forward to Saturday. It's going to be a great day for Olympic basketball. And actually, I'm really excited about both games, bronze medal and gold medal as well. Uh, so, guys, thank you for watching. You leave some comments below. And Horatio, Jorgos, uh, thank you for, for your time. And see you guys next time.
2: Thank Thank you, Redis.
1: See you. Bye.